The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Where the hell is Sean Shelby? I hope that was exciting enough for you. I'm tired of you guys sleeping on me. You can't keep a star from shining, and my star is going to shine bright. There's a new folk show in town. Al Jermaine Sterling, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. <laughs> Second straight TKO victory for Angela Overkill Hill. I need to finish fights. That's the only way I can secure the win. Give it up for Angela Hill. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered, everybody. Uh, hopefully I'm not talking too loud. I can never hear myself in this mic. And uh, Matt, Sarah, and I, I think we have a good show tonight. Uh, we have two cards to preview. Uh, tonight is Smith against Glover Teixeira in Jacksonville. And then Saturday, we have uh, Alistair Overeem, of course, against Walt Harris, his return. So we have a lot to talk about. We have Angela Hill on the show. We have Aljo uh, Sterling. So uh, let's get right to it, Matt. How you doing? I'm good, Jimmy. I'm excited. I'm, it, it's funny because we went from having no... UFCs, nothing yeah. to watch, and now we got within a week we got three events. It's it's awesome, you know, yeah. and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking to Angela Hill, and I'm also looking forward to talking to my buddy Aljo Sterling because I have not. I'm used to seeing Aljo. I yeah. miss Aljo. I want to tell him how much I miss him, and like he's been sending me videos of his sparring and whatnot, and uh, you know he's looking fucking awesome, but. This changes everything up for him, you know? It does, yeah. As far as, I, you know, well, I want to get him on the phone before we, I don't even know if he mentioned he had anything set already or, we'll ask all the, we'll save all the Aljo questions from when Aljo's on, but I'm looking forward to catching up with him. Yeah. And Angela, too. and Angela Hill, uh, you know, she came in on a three, you know, she lost three in a row when she got into the UFC. She left. She kicked ass in the Victor, and then she came back, and now she's on a three-fight winning streak. So Yeah, she's looked very good. What has changed? What is different with her? The training, the mentality, what is different, Jimmy? Well, she had lost three out of four, Matt. She had lost three out of four, um, and I'm, I'm looking over her. Look see. at her last, her last three fights. She's won, yeah. Oh, this is delicious. She's won Sorry. four out of five. And she's looked really good. Um, her last loss uh, was to a uh, Jan Zianon. I'm going to say is her name, Jan Zianon, uh, at uh, 238. It's amazing how shitty my eyes are getting that I can hardly see the screen in front of me. <laughs> hey, let's do a couple of picks, Matt. Let's get a couple of picks. We should uh, chip away at them. We should chip away because we have 
we should not chip. I said we should chip away at them. No pun intended, because we got two fight cards to, to make picks. Yeah, Jimmy. I don't know why I just pointed out the obvious. Fucking, let's do it, buddy. I'm with you. What do we? Let's start with what's going on like tonight. right now. Tonight, yes. Now we got tonight. We got Anthony Smith, uh, who's uh, it's number four against number eight against Glover Teixeira. Uh, Smith is 33 and 14. Teixeira 30 and seven. Um, last two fights, uh, Glover has won two in a row. Smith is uh, coming off a win after losing to Jones, um, and I guess the, another win that, that beating that guy in his house uh, would count as a W. So what do you think? Uh, light heavyweight fight tonight. You know, this is the thing, man. This is a rough one. It's always rough when I'm like really cool too with both guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause yeah. It's hard not to take it personal sure. when somebody picks against you, like you picks your opponent. Because I remember as a fighter, and I was a kid back then, I would get, I yeah. get like if I knew somebody like said I was gonna lose, I'm like, dude, f that guy. Yeah. I'm trying to sure, clean it up. Yeah, I'm sure. To, a little. It's early. I don't want to come in too 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 hot. Too hot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jimmy, I would get very peeved. I'd be like, yo, man, f that dude, and that's I don't want guys to be like that with me. But as we said before, you know, hey, fuck, man. We are in a, a pandemic, and I got kids to pay, uh, kids to feed. So sure you do. This is what I'm gonna say, Jimmy. I think they're both super well rounded. You know what I mean? I mean, standing up, they're dangerous. On the floor, they're dangerous. Uh, I just think it's the the youth of Anthony Smith that's probably gonna because win him the fight. Like you know what I mean? Like I think he will. He, he could have a different pace because Glover. Yeah. I mean, I love Glover, man. But Glover's he, he is he, he can still kick the shit out of the younger guys, but he, he is my age, man. The guy's got to be like forty two. How yeah. old is Glover? Fact check. He is forty. Oh, he's only forty. All right, well, he's forty. All right, but I think he's you know he's got some he's got a lot of wars under his belt. Yeah, a lot of battles, a lot of time clocked in uh, in the game. And Anthony's a young kid still. Anthony's in his early 30s, if I'm correct. What is he, 33? He's young. He's 31. I mean, mean, listen, if everything else is equal or close to equal, I think that's going to be the difference. So uh, uh, I'm going to pick – I'm going to pick Anthony Smith by uh, possible fourth round – Maybe Dr. Stoppage, something like that. Glover's tough. I don't think he's going to get submitted or knocked out, but if he gets cut or beat up or something, like something could, Doctor could step in. You know? Yeah, what round? Fourth? Fourth. I'm going to say TKO Smith, third round. Again, being 40, um, and Anthony has got, uh, you know, just a couple inches of height. He's got uh, the reach is the same, but that's nine years. It's a big difference. I know, Jimmy. Um, and I, I just think uh, that he'll be able to, you know, again, no, no knocking Glover, but likes Glover, but I, I do think that he, he wins that fight. Uh, I'll say third round TKO. Very exciting. It's very exciting. Now, I don't know what happened here because Ben Rothwell was yeah. supposed to fight Gian Vellante, who's a buddy of mine. <laughs> you get the guy in the phone, see what happened. I think, I don't know if he got hurt, Gian. I don't know what's going on. John, a lot of people call him John Vellante. I call him Gian, the heartthrob. You know, but now he's married. So he might have to change his name. He's got a kid anyway. He can still be a hard married. He still be a hard. It's true, but you know, kind of false hope for the you know, for the single ladies out there that are fans. Well, what do you think, Rothwell against O.A.? 
Um, 38 years old for Rothwell. They'll always be 37. They're both coming off a win after a loss. So they're pretty evenly matched. 24-13, and 12 for Rothwell. This, this is what I'm going to say. I... I don't know if OSP took this on late notice, on short notice. I really don't. Because, I, I mean, I, I'd like to find that out, but who knows. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Ben Rothwell by decision. Because okay. he's a hard guy He's a hard guy to get down, Rothwell. I don't think he's easy to get down. I don't... Like, watch OSP take him down and put his fucking OSP choke on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And put him to sleep. Uh... I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I've only because I'm thinking. I don't know. That 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 uh, that, that might factor into it for me because I'm thinking uh, OSP took this on short notice yeah. and uh, and Ben Rothwell again. He has good takedown defense. Heavy handed. I'm gonna go with Ben. Um, did I say decision? What did I say? You said decision. Mm, I'm gonna say third round stoppage. Ah, okay. Ben Rothwell. Yeah, man. You know, maybe he gets on top, a little ground and pound. All right. I'm gonna, Here's what, what I say. My, uh, I'm gonna, my pick is going to be Ovens St. Prue by a second round submission. Jimmy, I think you get a little cocky. No, that's just what I see happening. <laughs> you know you were five out of five last time. And you Dude, I, I might go one out of ten tonight. Listen I mean, to me. I, that's just Listen. what I think. Listen. Was my delivery coffee? I like it. No, it's, you know, listen, it's coffee. Maybe I'm just insecure now. I'm not, Jimmy. I just like to have fun. All right, let's go to the next one. Yes, uh, uh, Alexander Fernandez against Drew Dober. You kick it off. The master will kick it off. Uh, The the, the master is picked. I can never get cocky because I have a good week. And I I was really almost prophetic last week. But then all of a sudden, I'll come back and get my dick handed to me. So I'm going to say I like both of these guys a lot. Um, they're both coming off of uh, – well, no, actually, Dober's coming off two wins. And, uh, uh, you know, Hernandez coming off, off uh, the loss to Cowboy and then a win over uh, Trinaldo. I'm going to say – Wait, keep people in suspense. Like, I don't care who wins the fight because I really like both of these guys. I'll take a Hernandez by decision. That's a, that's a really good pick, to be honest with you. Now, yeah, I, I, there's no reason either way. Uh, Dober has the experience, uh, but I, I can't think of anything bad about either one of these guys. And Dober's looking, he's looking good, man. He's looking good lately. Where's Marco Polo been? What do you mean? I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, and I'm looking at uh, Dober's last couple of fights. You know, I'm going to say, man, this is what I'm going to say. Oh, I was about to say decision. I really was, Jimmy. I'm not copying you, that type of thing. But but my thing is this. I think that I think Alexander Hernandez third round stoppage. That's what I think. TKO. I think that he learned a lot in that Cerrone fight. He fought Trinaldo, who's a stud. Uh, and he fought him banged up a little bit, and he still performed. I think I think he's got something to prove. I'm going to say Alexander the Great Hernandez, third round TKO. Okay. I, I mean, listen, hey, I could be wrong, pick. 
But it's that's fine. That's why we do the picks. That's why we do them. You know? Now, uh, Ray Borg against Ricky Simone, bantamweight. Uh, he lost to Fanta by decision, and uh, uh, Uriah had the TKO over him. Yeah, it didn't look right. All right. Listen, he's, uh, he's a wild man, and he's yeah. a beast. But I think it's going to become a lot of graveling exchanges with him maybe escaping a lot of Ray Borg back takes and whatnot. But I think it's going to be Ray, Ray Borg by uh, – I'm going to say by decision. That's what okay. Uh, I think uh, – oh, I'm getting my legs under me now. Now I feel good with this. You think Borg by decision. How about That's it? what I think. You know, you could think the same thing, Jimmy. I'm not going to think, you know. I'm not going to say you copy me. No, I'm not. I'm going with, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I think it's going tell to me. be, it's going to be uh, Ricky Simone. Submission. Okay. First right. round submission. First round submission? Yep. Fuck, dude, what are you smoking? I'm sorry, Jimmy. Sometimes I like to get a little feisty. I, I understand. Think that's a, I, I, listen, anything can happen. First round submission. Look at you. You're acting like a guy who beat me in the in the picks last No, time. but I, I mean. Ah, it's okay. okay. It's okay. You know what's funny? Somebody writes, not funny, but some prick writes on there. Oh, wow. How did a guy that never even trained before and isn't that, I'll pick a champion or, or something. Hey, dude, first of all, Jimmy does train. That's right. With the great Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera, of course. Yes. So there you go. And, uh, you know, Listen. You're not bad at picking them. I'm giving you some. I'm giving you some shine. Yeah, picking fights. Uh, I'm picking all your smoke fight. in these picks. What? I'd rather be good at doing fights than picking them. But since I only have one choice, I'd rather be. I'm okay at picking them. <laughs> I just wish yeah. I was actually fighting. Uh, Andre Olaski. Yeah, against uh, Philippe Linz. I guess this is how you say his last name. It's his first UFC appearance. And you, when a guy's making his first appearance, you never know. Is he going to be fucking? Uh, amazing and 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 freak everybody out, or is he going to be slow in the first round, uh, dealing with an animal like Arlovsky, who has seen everybody and everything? There's nothing Arlovsky has not seen in the UFC. Uh, he's 41. Yeah. I'm going to pick uh, Philippe Linz in his first UFC match. Uh, he's uh, 14 and 330, uh, four years old. I don't know much about him, so it's mostly going to be because again, there's a seven year uh, age difference. And um, I have really no basis to pick this one, but I'm going to pick Philippe Lins or uh, Lins, however you say his name. Well, Bye. at 30, well, if I look at his record, he's got three losses. He's got 14 wins. This is the thing. Now, he it's his first UFC appearance, like you said. So we don't know a bunch about him. But Olaski, like you said, he's got the experience. And that is huge. That's That is Effing huge, Jimmy. And uh, I'm going to say Olaski is going to take this, this this guy out in the second round. He's taking out Linz in the second round. You think so? Yes, I am. TKO. Okay. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Well, I'm I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I like Linz, it. I, I'm taking Linz by decision. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Ah, we're fight island ready, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Funkmaster, how are you, buddy? What is it, laundry day? It is laundry day. Actually, it really is. I ran out of training clothes. <laughs> And you, dude, you've been training like a beast. Let me ask you something. This is so exciting. What's going on with Shahudo? I'm sure you saw the fight over the weekend. Oh, of course, definitely, without a doubt. Do you, you believe him, Aljo? Sorry, sorry, Matt. Do you believe that he's retiring? I didn't believe it. I'm, I'm a little mixed with it. I can see why he would want to retire. Um, cutting weight is not fun. I would know, you know, cutting down from about 170 pounds to 135. I can understand where Shahudo's coming from. Just wanting to enjoy his life at his age. Um, he's accomplished everything. He's beaten the best of the best in, you know, every single era, as we call it. You know, he beat Mighty Mouse. He beat uh, Dominic Cruz now. And, uh, of course, TJ and Marlon Marais. So uh, if money talks, that's the main thing. So if they, they do what they're going to do and they add more uh, another zero or whatever they add to it, maybe they can entice him to come back. But as of right now, I take it as he's full on retired and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Now, what did you think of the fight itself? I thought Cruz looked slow, man. I I know the commentators were saying something about take off the first two rounds and then we try to put it on him on like later in the fight, but I thought he looked a little slow. I thought his style looked dated. I thought Sayudo fought very, very intelligently, taking his time, advancing, and just chopping down the legs every time Cruz thought he can engage and uh, try to use one of those feints. When he feints and he stops, you're stuck in motion. So for you to get out of the way, your head could get out of the way, but your legs don't. And that's the difference. And that's why I've been calling out Cruz for so long, because I, I think it's a simple thing to kind of figure out. Um, the talent has caught up to him before when everyone's headhunting and he's making people miss and look silly. It's a different era now. Um, we know how to fight. That's yeah, and it's got to be hard for Cruz, too, with, with three years off. I mean, that's a long time to take off. And even though your body gets to heal up a little bit, that, that's a long layoff considering how uh, how ferocious Cejudo has looked. You know, he's been on fire. I'll tell you one thing. When I was – I would have bet the house on Cejudo. And then after I watched the UFC countdown, Cruz had me turning the wheels. And I was like, this guy's talking a big game. And I loved it. He hyped it up. He sold it the right way. And he said, you know, it's based on how my body's feeling. And right now I feel like money. And then he did that little half grin. And I was like, take my money. I'm putting the, I'm putting the house on Dominic Cruz. And then I was just really disappointed. Did you yeah. think it was too early? I mean, there was, 11, there was 11 unanswered shots. Um, what is your thoughts on the stoppage? Uh, we, we watched it again. We counted 13 unanswered shots. But, <laughs> I mean, he was on his way up at the very end. I mean, anyone could say that. But I don't know if, if the ref let him take another two, three shots, if that would have changed the outcome. Maybe he could have tied him like tied him up or something. I don't know. But that was the same position TJ Dillashaw was caught in, and he hammered TJ there. TJ was coming in and out of consciousness. Every time he looked like he came back, 
He got crushed again and fell back down, came back and crushed again. So it's like, how many times do you want to actually do that? I get it's a title fight, but it's one of those things, man. It's like you look back at it, maybe it's going to be a good thing or maybe he's going to keep eating at him in, in, the, in the now because it's like, man, I felt like I could have still kept going. But I, I thought he was getting outclassed in my personal opinion. And I don't know. I'm not a big Henry Cejudo fan, but I thought he was doing a pretty damn good job. It's funny. Jimmy, you always mentioned about the um, – the, uh, the, uh, the the distance the um the reach yeah yep the reach is in uh Shudo's favor when he's that when somebody's hurt and he's that close where he can go from holding them and punching them that's where those little arms are awesome sure you know what I mean because he doesn't need to make up that space he can go from controlling enough and really lay a nice ground and pound with those short little arms yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely – I'm not saying that reach is never a guarantee. It's just one factor that I think that uh, – you know, I, I like to see a guy with longer reach I always think has a slight advantage striking, obviously. But if you're up against the cage, I mean, it doesn't matter. Unless you're, but again, John Jones has long arms, and, and against the cage, he fucking throws them like fists. I mean, he throws his, his elbows <laughs> like fists. So, you know, the long arms don't hurt him up against the cage. Now, now Aljo, did you have something scheduled that was announced? Because I know I, I know things, but did you have something scheduled or there's nothing scheduled for you? What's going on? We we had a verbal agreement um, after everything kind of started to clear up a little bit, and uh, Rebecca got better when she had the coronavirus. Um, Your girlfriend had the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. So we, we talked about it, and um, I was ready to go. I was going to fight Corey Sanhagen on June 6th. Um, that was okay. before the, the title fight. Now we got this, and we're in a different situation. So I'm just keeping myself ready. I upped the training yesterday. I'm getting myself ready for five rounds, so hopefully that's the case, you know, and um, – I get to finally shut this guy up that thinks he's the best guy in the division. He, everyone's so afraid of this guy. I don't think he's he's not no boogeyman to me. You know, Who are we talking about? Purion. I, I, I would love to be the guy to take away all that hype and shut him down. I think it is a perfect stylistic matchup for me. Everyone thinks his boxing so great. I'm like, let's see how great his boxing is when he's on his freaking back like a fish out on land. Now, and you meet Jan, right? You're talking about Peter Jan. Peter Jan, 100%. Now, has there been since his since Henry announced the uh, retirement? Is there talk about you and Jan fighting, or is it you guys do anything on social media? I'm not on Twitter. Let the world know what's going on. Well, I know Dana and the UFC brass are talking about it. Um, nothing set in stone yet. Uh, it's it's more so just kind of up in the air. I guess they're going to kind of try to figure everything out with the the landscape. See if Pedian could probably get to the states or. If Fight Island is going to be ready, or can they bring him to Vegas or to Jacksonville? So I think there's a lot of factors that they need to discuss and um, go from there. But either way, man, I just want to be the guy to make no mercy feel no mercy. That's what I want. I want to make this guy feel no mercy. That's that's really what I want to do. I, I, I've been asking for this fight before the surgery for a very good reason. And uh, here I am still asking for this fight. So it's an opportunity yeah. for a lifetime. And a fight between you and Jan for an interim belt, I mean, nobody loses because if Cejudo stays rehired, uh, retired, then that just becomes the belt. But if he decides he wants to fight, then there is a match between either Jan and yourself against uh, – uh, or yourself against uh, Cejudo. So that's a win anyway, and, and those are one of the two guys that uh, I'm sure Cejudo would have fought either way. Yeah, I think um, for the UFC to get back to what made us better than boxing is to making the best guys fight the best guys. I think that's what the fans want. Um, we want to see. I, we like the gimmick fights here and there, but to ha to constantly keep doing that, I think that's when you start to devalue what the belt means. And uh, if that's the case, it's like I might as well fight a Dominic Cruz if that's what we're doing. If we're just chasing big fights, you know, I could do that all day long. But 
the ultimate goal is to be seen as the guy who's the king of the top of that totem pole in their prime and against other opponents while they're in their prime. And um, I think number two versus number three after Marlon Moraes just had his shot against Sayudo, I think it's only right that uh, we do number two versus three and myself versus Peter Young. Now, June 6th is right around the corner. That's when you thought about, that's when you thought you were fighting. It, do you, is that still on schedule or is it up, is everything up in the air now? Are you, are you training as if you're still fighting for the, on June 6th? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still training like I'm fighting June 6th. Um, I don't have a contract. Everything's been verbal, and uh, it is it is what it is. I think they kind of knew or maybe thought something might happen, and they were kind of waiting to see how this fight event went at UFC 249. And I think everything went as smooth as it could possibly go outside of the, the Jacare thing. But other than that, the fights were great. Everything yeah. was tuned in. That was a phenomenal card. Oh, yeah, Matt, the one thing I wanted to tell you, uh, did you notice how Sayudo – trapped Dominic Cruz's forearm with his right hand. So his right hand was trapping Dom's forearm as he was unloading with the left punches to his head, like he kind of when he fought TJ uh, Dillashaw. So he's in that turtle position, and as Dom is on all fours trying to get yeah. up, he trapped his arm so he couldn't block his face. And then he started unleashing those bombs um, until right before the ref jumped in and stopped it. I'm gonna I don't have know to, if you saw that, if you picked that up. I'm going to have to watch again. I, I only seen it the one time, but I remember just watching Dom's head and seeing if he was still in the fight more so than what Shahuda was doing. But I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it again. Why? It was a good wrestling ride. What was it? It, yeah, was, it, was, it was a phenomenal wrestling ride. I just felt, I loved the way he just trapped his arm because normally if you're post on all fours, you take that other hand and you block your face. You try to duck, yeah. you try to Granby, but he stopped the Granby roll by blocking the arm and he stopped Dominic Cruz from defending from those punches. And that, that was, position. and that was up against the cage. No, no. Yep. Yep. Because sometimes in that position, the guy could trap it and roll you. Yeah. But up against the cage, I get, that, that's fucking awesome. All right, yeah, I'm going to check that out, man. How is – I mean, I, I know you got, you've been getting some work in, but how do you feel the sparring? I know what you've been doing. How Tell everybody how the, the training's been going. It's hard when I know what the fuck's going yeah. on. But I want the world to know. What you know? Tell me about the uh, the, the training sessions and how it's, how it's been different in, in, like, the quarantine and whatnot. It, it's different in terms of we, what I like to say. We don't have the the kind of the handout rounds, you know, like like say a Tuesday night. There's some there's black belts all the way down to blue belts, where the handout rounds I could go with a blue belt and uh, take a round off and kind of work my skills and so yeah. that we're practicing for the fight. Where I can't do that against like a Jason Rao. I can't do that, you know. It's, I got yeah. my A game. So with this, I call it the dog pound training camp. Uh, I'm with the best of the best guys on the team. And there really essentially is no rounds off. You know, I'm going with these hammers and uh, we're getting some real good pushes, real good looks and strength and conditioning. My cardio feels amazing. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm in physically great shape. My wrist is way stronger than it's ever been. And uh, to finally go with Marab and hold him in position and, and keep him pinned for a while is, is a really comforting oh. one that I can get back to my, my grappling ways. So I'm excited to know I can punch now. I can kick. I can uh, mix it up the way I did against Pedro and Rivera and, of course, we bring the backpack back, and uh, it's going to be a good night. I don't care who it is, man. Sign me up for any one of these guys, and I'm confident as ever. And also, were you, were you living with your girlfriend? Were you, were you with her when she was sick, or were you guys luckily separated? So she decided to leave her household and come stay with me because <laughs> her parents are a little bit older. And, uh, yeah, she bunkered up with me, and uh, I was living with her while she was sick. And surprisingly, I didn't get anything. I mean, I, I didn't take the antibody test, but I never got sick. Uh, we followed the CDC guidelines, and we weren't, like, all the time six feet apart. But 
it almost the CDC guidelines almost made me feel like if you were talking to somebody that the corona would just jump out of their face yeah. and just ah and <laughs> you know but I don't think it works like that. I'm not a doctor obviously, but I think it spreads probably the same way everything else spreads. You touch it, you sneeze, you breathe it in, it gets in your your pores or something. I don't I don't know. I think we did pretty well with cleaning up after ourselves, washing everything that we touched and yeah, I, I think. How did. sick did she get? Was it was it really bad? Like, was it a rough one, or was was it kind of decent? Like, or not as bad as you thought? Uh, it was decent. She says some days were worse, like some time periods where it felt like she walked the steps. She was uh, she was really feeling like a shortness of breath, but it was never like her on her deathbed. But some, as right, she said, right. some parts were a little bit scary because she was like, "Man, I think I might have to go to the hospital." But for the most part, I think I don't think it was as scary as some people have had it. So. Yeah. We were fortunate for that, and uh, good thing she's kind of athletic, so I think that helped out in her favor as well. You must be more confident in traveling now. Like you know, again, you can't be careless, but I mean, if you were in that close to proximity, I mean, a flight, or, or 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 you know, you're probably not as afraid to be around people as someone else who hasn't been exposed to it. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what, Jimmy. I was on the phone with Facetime with Dennis, Al, Iaquinta, Chris Weidman. And then we brought in Steve Lee, and everybody was attacking me on FaceTime. Oh, my God, you got the corona. You got the Roro. What are you doing? If, if Becca's got it and you're in the same household, you definitely got it. I'm like, dude, I don't think it works like that. I've been fine. It's been a week now. And, yeah, I don't know. But I, was somebody, gonna, I heard in the background somebody said you definitely had it. Oh, Steve Lee. 100% Steve and Lee. Ridiculously reckless. I'm going to have to choke him out later for that. <laughs> But hopefully you did and got over it, and then wouldn't that be great if you had it and just didn't it didn't get uh, didn't get you, and then you've got the antibodies? Wouldn't that be a great way to have it? That would be that would be definitely a beneficial thing. So I don't really have to worry about too much. But I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You know, I didn't get tested for anything, and thank God everything's been uh, smooth sailing so far. Yeah, and you feel good now, and your training is. Uh, is it harder to? Run? I mean, obviously uh, the the training standing up is probably a little bit easier than uh, than rolling. What have you been doing? Um, jujitsu, sparring, oh, drilling, we've been doing some cage work, um, positional stuff. I, I got these guys switching halfway through the rounds. I'm doing eight rounds, eight, five minute rounds. And these guys are, they hammering me, but I'm not getting hammered. If that makes sense. I'm still able to put up a, a pretty good fight, if not a great fight, um, against these guys, even going into the later rounds, the rounds six, seven, and eight. So that gives me confidence to know I'm doing a good thing. And Marab, you guys all know, he's a machine. He doesn't get tired. For that guy to jump on you halfway through a round, he, he doesn't stop. You know, he's a pit bull. Yo, you know what I like? After you guys get done with your training and, uh, like, Raging Al is, like, right on the water. You guys go and uh, they sometimes they go into the, I mean, Marab's jumping off the dock into the water and doing backflips. Al told me he was on his in his kayak, and him and uh, and Nas they were getting attacked by seagulls. That's <laughs> fucking that's fucking crazy. He had to like fight off the seagulls, man. Uh, you're not a water person, are you? Not not really. I, I mean, I you like ever, water, but not. Did you do that really. kayak or no? You did the kayaking with him? I haven't tried it yet. I was gonna buy one just to leave it at the house and maybe get into it a little bit, but I haven't yet to get in the water. It's a canal. I don't know. I'm like. The ocean, I could get in the ocean, but I know it's connected to the ocean, but it's a little, I don't know, I'm a little like, at the water, I don't know, the water is like a different color. <laughs> Marab didn't give a shit. He, he didn't fuck it. After all. sparring, whatever, he jumped over that thing, not giving a fuck. Yeah. You know? Sorry, can you guys hear that? 
Is yeah, that you? I, I was about to yell at Aljo. How dare you? Is that no, I apologize. That's that's construction. But it's actually good to hear it. Like it's like life. It, 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 like I'm grateful now for traffic or construction because it means that something is happening outside. It's not just you know fucking land of the uh, uh, Walking Dead. I was gonna tell Aljo to tell Stevie Lee to keep that shit down, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, oh, I shouldn't have admitted it. You know, I don't. I don't want to start causing outroar or anything. But I'm one of those guys. I'm not. One of the yep. guys, oh my god, conspiracy, conspiracy. I'm not one of those guys, but I Uh-oh. do like to think, I like to what? think to myself, you know, it's one of, I think it's weird when people could just get on a TV screen, say something, and then you just take it as full on gospel. Oh, church, amen. But I think it's nice for people to understand that you have a brain of your own to have an internet, a computer, your, your phone, you can do all this research and to gather your own information and to think and formulate your own ideas and opinions. It's such a, Thing of the past, it just doesn't seem like many people do that anymore. Right. We have all this knowledge right here, and yeah. we just don't use it. We just oh, so that must be true because that was on TV. Well, because they're a doctor or so and so, they that makes them more qualified to give information. But I don't think I think you should have somewhat of a option on wanting to live in a bubble or not living in a bubble. If that makes sense, well, it depends on where you get your news from. Like I don't know about you, but I get my news. I go to Pornhub. That's where I get my news. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you. yeah. You know what, man? I, I don't I think the media could freak you out, but you know, when you yeah. think about like the shit happened that what happened with Italy, that was a scary thing, man. But then you hear about all the deaths and then you know the heavy smoke is over there and there's a lot of the elderly and I old people, yeah. I, yeah, so I don't know, man. My thing is when is that when does that curve flatten though? You know, when the first week. It's already happening. We're doing good, New York. I don't know. The only difference for me is is if it hurts other people. Like, people should be able to smoke um, because it's annoying, but it basically just kills them. Uh, with vaccines, the, the, it's like you're getting something that could you could give somebody else, some guy in the supermarket, uh, or or you give it to your kid and he gives it like that's the only thing with vaccines. But um, I, I kind of believe people should be able to do what they want to. But with vaccines, I want everybody vaccinated um, for everything, even things that because uh, I get the flu and I take the flu. I get the flu shot and I get the flu. I really my immune system stinks. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you should maybe try not getting the flu shot. I was about to say that. Maybe try not getting it. Maybe you're injecting it. I, I don't know. I get it, you know, but I don't It's milder. It. I, just get, I just do what my wife tells me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll fuck it around. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I, I, I'm excited because, listen, June 6th is right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, when, when are we signing that contract? And, or else, what, you got Peter Yan, we got to know what's going on with you. I got to know what's going on with you, personally. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. Either way, if it's a Corey Sanhagen, if it's a Peter Yan, I'm excited. I'm waking up and I'm getting up for both those opponents. Either way, it's a, it's a, it's a good. Fight. I think they're both good fights for me, so I'm not really too stressed about that. I think they just need to wait to see how everything clears up, whether or not they're going to go back to Vegas after these fight cards, or they're going to stay in Jacksonville. I think it's more so one of those type of things, waiting to see if Nevada's going to open up for to, right. to events at the Apex Center and go from there. Where is John right now? Do you know? Also, is he in the states? No, no, he's still in. Um, I think Phuket, Thailand. is where he's training. I stalk his Instagram sometimes because I got to make sure I'm training harder than him. I, yeah. I'm a super psycho like that, bro. I'm a little. I try to get the edge any way I can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what's really exciting about what's next, no matter who it is, is that everybody's coming off sick fights, man. Your last fight with Pedro Munoz possibly your best performance. I mean, that was great. And that's coming. And before that, Jimmy Rivera. I mean, you're fighting killers. 
and and you're and you're never looking better fighting these guys. You know what I mean? So, uh, and every time we add, you know, you, you add something different to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. I want. To, I'm excited. No matter who you get, because I mean, listen, uh, Corey's last fight was it John Lineker? Who was it? A sunset. I'm sorry, it was sunset. Oh no, listen, he's and he's looking. Dangerous, you know. He's always looking like a stud. Corey's like a nice, soft-spoken kid. So I don't think he gets as much love, shine yeah. as I think he should. He should get some more love. But uh, he's a dangerous guy, and of course, Peter Yan is. Peter, what I like about Peter Yan is like he's he's he fits the part of that killer. Where you know what I mean? Like you know, you got to put your training in. Where that dude just that dude has no fear, and he believes he's got extreme confidence. You know, like you know that dude's. What is he doing besides training? I think that dude's just fucking training. Right? He looks like a maniac. I would love to see you fight Peter Yan. I, I, you know I, mean? I would love both, man. And uh, hopefully Henry stays retired for a bit, and I'm going to make him an offer. If he decides to stay retired and give us an opportunity to fight for the belt, I will become his real estate agent in New York in case he <laughs> wants to buy any houses out here. Either myself or Ally Quinton will try to get him a house and be like, hey, when you come back, we'll put the house for sale, and then we get your ass whipped too. So, um, <laughs> I'm I'm excited for the future. There's so many opportunities. So many. I like that. I think he had a better shot at Sanhagen right now. If uh, if if Jan is not in the country, because the embassies are closed, it's been very slow for guys to get visas. So you'll either be on Fight Island with him, maybe, or if you if it's going to be in the states, it'll probably be Sanhagen just because of travel. What are you and Rebecca? What are you guys watching in quarantine? Well, we finished Ozark. I don't know if you guys watched Ozark yet. Don't don't no spoilers. I'm watching it. I'm watching it now. I'm on the first season still. It's amazing. You're gonna love. You're gonna love Ruth. Oh my God, she's the best. I, I don't give it all. Oh, the blonde haired girl. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's great. It's great. I love stuff like that. I like the whole character development and everything. And yeah. there's some scary characters in that show. You watch it, Jimmy? I saw season one. I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought the acting was really good. I don't. Maybe I'll watch season two. But I, I, I liked it. I don't know if I'd go to season two. And so, two. not to bring up. You know history and shit, but just like when Francis lost to Derek Lewis, you jumped off the bandwagon with Ozark. Now, no, I'm realistic. When Francis lost to Derek Lewis, I was like, I didn't like how he fought that fight. He was not look. He was looking to not lose as opposed to win. I always liked Francis, but I didn't like how he fought that fight. Francis didn't like how he fought that fight, and look what happened. I motivated him, and now he's four and zero. Four first round, four first round knockouts. That's what I wanted to get to, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing that up. But I, you're back on the bandwagon. I, I love maybe, the guy. I always love the guy. Yeah, I know, Jimmy. I'm being a dick. But listen, <laughs> you might get back on the bandwagon with Ozark. You should check it out. Season three is going to be is really good. Like, okay, I'll start, I'll season, I'll start I'll, season Listen, I don't want to give no – anybody's listen, maybe a little bit of spoiler. You know what part I like? I like when Bateman smacks his wife's ass like the other guy did. It's fucking creepy. And she's like, why'd you, why'd you do that? The next morning, talk about an awkward <laughs> breakfast. She's just like, you never did that. He's like, I thought you like it. I'm, anyway, listen. <laughs> why do I like the sick shit? Oh, it's the – oh, my goodness. I know. Anyway, funk master, listen. Even though I, I see you through sparring and whatnot uh, through the um, the tapes, I miss you, pal. I miss the whole fucking crew. I want to go to Eddie's with everybody. I mean, you can come down to the dog pound. <laughs> All right, listen to me. I'll talk. To, I'm gonna hit you up later on, buddy. And uh, I miss you. Tell the guys I said hello, but uh, I'll talk to you later. Either way. Hey. Me, so what do you want to plug, by the way? Oh, yeah. make sure you guys watch The Last Dance by M uh, the MJ documentary. That thing is amazing. Yeah. So well, what is, well, say it's it again. Great. 
It's great. It's called? it's called The Last Dance on ESPN. ESPN Plus. What if you don't like uh, basketball or anything? Is it still cool? I think it's cool for the for the journey. I, still, I wasn't a huge basketball fan, like watching all the games growing up. But MJ is a very respectable guy, like a Kobe Bryant, RIP to him, uh, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, that type of thing. I just like people who are so brilliant in their craft. It's just always phenomenal to, to get, get a behind-the-scenes look at how they came up. And this is priceless because they had cameras back then documenting his entire journey. And to see where he is now to, and watching it back then is – it's nice to see how they put the whole scripts together and see how everyone played their part. So it's yeah, I don't, I don't like Jordan, and I'm still enjoying. It. Like I'm liking him more watching this. Like, as I watch it, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like him. And well, uh, you didn't like him as a player, or as a I respected him as a player. He's probably the best guy to ever play. But it, you know, I just hated him because I'm a Laker fan. And they beat the Lakers in five. So I mean, how can I be happy with Jordan? But uh, you know, good for him. Plus, I heard he's not a nice guy. Oh wow! Yeah. And and, and Aljo, what about your podcast, The Weekly yeah, yeah. Scraps? We're doing that still. The Weekly Scratch Podcast every Monday. Definitely check that out. I got my new vlogs that I'm doing too. I'm do- doing like a kind of like a throwback Funk Master road trips. Oh. I just uh, pull me, my two brothers, and Darnell. Um, when I travel with those guys, me and Dennis went out to go corner them in PA. So it's just like fun behind the scenes stuff. It's, it's a riot. I just put one out this morning. It's actually pretty funny. Where do they watch? Where can we watch that? On the YouTube channel, Funk Master MMA. Funk Master right. MMA in, on YouTube. On YouTube, yep. That's awesome, man. It was good talking to you, as always. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm always happy to talk to you. I always love when you come on. All right, Funkmaster. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How are you? Yo, Yo, what's up? I'm good. How are you guys? I love your hair. Only because maybe I'm a bald man. When I see hair like that, I'm like, it's it 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 looks like you just want to like 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 a like (laughs) down or something. Like touch it. Yeah, yeah. I get asked uh, to touch. People ask me to touch it a lot. (laughs) But I'm amazed that anybody can grow that much. It's like literally. The older I get, like obviously the less I have, like every other person who gets older. So whenever I see somebody yeah. who's able to grow a lot of it, I'm always impressed. Yeah, it- well, my my dad's pretty old and he he has all his hair, so I I think I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> what did your What did your dad do, Angela? You might have told us last time. My memory is non-existent. Um, he's retired now. He uh, he used to work for Xerox. I don't really remember <laughs> what he did after that. Um, but he he had like a managerial position for a long time until he retired. But now yeah. he's uh, how old is he? He's like, is he eighty yet? Yeah, I have an old dad. He's like eight, either eighty, seventy, high seventies or eighty. 
And I'm asking that uh, because you you mentioned family, and I didn't know when we first spoke spoke to you. But uh, is your your grandfather is really Barney Hill? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm always surprised when people actually know the story. But yeah, that's my grandfather. They're let Matt. They're legends. Uh, Betty and Barney Hill. They're an interracial couple in what the '60s, right? Yeah. Uh, have probably the most famous UFO abduction tale uh, ever told. And <laughs> he doesn't even <laughs> like that. But they're hard to argue. Like when you listen to Betty and Barney Hill, they're very. Very believable. Um, yeah. Did you know him? Did he die before you were born, or did you did you know him? Yeah, he died in uh, the 70s, I think. Uh, so I never got to meet him. Um, my dad would always tell me about him. Like growing up, it was just like one of those stories that we always knew about. Like kind of like uh, kind of like Santa Claus and and like <laughs> you know the Easter Bunny. And then there was my grandfather that was abducted by aliens. So it was like. Yeah, it was one of those things. And there's a, a, a made-for-TV movie that came out back then on the Sci-Fi Channel, and James Earl Jones played my grandfather. Oh, that's kind of cool. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Do you believe it? It's amazing Sorry. to me. I'm just yeah. saying. I never heard yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you believe it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely believe it. Like, uh, when growing up, like, I always... I, I wasn't, uh, just because, like, people didn't make a big deal about alien abductions or anything, uh, I always thought something happened to him. I, I didn't know what. Like, I thought, oh, maybe the government abducted him or something or, or made it look like aliens to cover their tracks. But I definitely thought something happened to him. And everyone's pretty much on the same page. Like, everyone knew that he didn't make up the experience. So something must have happened to him when, when, uh, when he got abducted. And didn't they talk like him and your your grandmother uh, talk about like under a hypnosis separately yeah. about certain details that they couldn't have known um, unless they had an experience? Yeah. So the story was um, from what I remember, because I, I used to know every detail, sure. but I haven't I haven't really uh, dived into it in a long time. Um, but from what I remember, uh, my my grandfather and his new wife who's Betty Hill, my, my grandmother, um, she would talk mad shit about her. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, that bitch is a witch. She made it <laughs> up. But, um, but uh, my, my uh, grandfather and his new wife went on a went on a vacation and my I think my dad was gonna go with him but his dog got sick so he didn't go with him so my dad could have gotten abducted too but he didn't go with him so who knows I could have changed my like my whole storyline if that had happened but um so they on their way back from vacation uh they realized that it took them like an extra 12 or 10 or 12 hours to get home and they're like what happened where did where did this time go and they started having nightmares and they didn't really talk about it until uh they realized they were both going through the same thing like having these really weird vivid nightmares so that's when they got hypnotized and found out uh through what do you call it like regressive uh hypnosis Memory, yeah. or something yeah, uh, they they uncovered these memories that they had from the trip where they had lost time, and uh, they had like a bunch of weird details. Like, their my grandfather's shoes were scuffed because he was paralyzed and dragged, or dragged onto the uh, onto the UFO, and then uh, there was like a weird rash around his groin from them taking a sample 
some kind of sample around his groin, and then also, uh, what else? Was he probed? Sorry if that's too. I mean, it was it was written in the '70s, so I feel like they were being kind of yeah. Oh. PC oh, with is, it, but it's a groin sample, so. <laughs> and with, so with your pregnancy test too, wasn't was uh did uh, Betty Hillary yeah. get pregnant and they did a test on her? Just yeah, she was pregnant yeah. There was a pregnancy test, and also there was like a moment where the, where they played with my grandfather's dentures, I think. The whole like the whole reason people make a big deal about it is because Betty drew out the solar system that they said they came from. And that's that Zeta reticulized solar system that people talk about in a lot of the other UFO cases after that. They say, oh, Zeta reticuli, this and that. So, um, so yeah, people people use that as proof that, yeah, they, they definitely went through something. And somebody told them something that, that a normal person wouldn't have known, uh, especially with their background. Like, neither of them were, were working for NASA or anything. Yeah, so. sure. So yeah, it, they were just two regular people, and they knew a bunch of stuff about uh, this classified information. Do you think your dad wishes he went, or is he glad he didn't? I think he's glad he didn't. I, I think him. I think him and my grandfather kind of were the same, and where they didn't want to ask too many questions for fear of getting the answers. So when, uh, if you read the the book that they wrote on it, uh, the the interrupted journey, I think it's called. Uh, it, it talks about how my grandfather was trying to ignore the light in the sky while Betty was like, Hey, look at that. What is that? Like, it was just like this light hovering in front of them. And it didn't look like a helicopter, it didn't look like an airplane. It was just this weird light hovering and following them. They said, like, following them between the mountains and stuff as they were driving back home from I think it was New Hampshire or something so so yeah like he he was ignoring it he's like shut up it's, <laughs> shut up it's nothing it's nothing, it's nothing. <laughs> he's like no Barney look so uh, so yeah I think I think my dad's kind of happy that he wasn't there he maybe out of curiosity he might have wanted to know what what it was like but I think he's kind of happy that uh he hasn't dealt with that since since it happened to my grandfather that's an amazing story. It's an um, amazing- yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, and it, not for anything. It's the first time I'm hearing. It. It's not in my notes, Jimmy. I mean, <laughs> was this was this known by everyone but me? It's wild. It was. It was. Uh, no, I don't think it was common knowledge. No. Um, no. Well, now it is. And yeah, it's now it is. That used to be before I was a fighter. That was my icebreaker. <laughs> right. Really? That's funny. Go, hey guys, you want to know something cool about me? <laughs> right. And now you're yeah. just like now you're just like ah, Google me. Yeah. Fight this. Let me ask you, Angela. Uh, I want to know about. I want to talk about your journey here. Your first couple of fights in the UFC. Uh, I mean, listen. It was, uh, was it? T- it was Tisha Torres and then Thug Rose. Mm-hmm. A tough, tough competition there. Yeah. Uh, you lost a couple. You left. You went on to win the Invicta belt. Came back. Lost another fight. And now you're on a three-fight win streak. What has changed? Um, I think uh, consistency has helped a lot. I think uh, I've just been training a lot. Uh, and you're finally seeing it. Uh, I, I've been talking a lot about my confidence in the cage. And 
when I have these long layoffs, I start to doubt myself. I start to forget how good I am and how good I looked in the cage as well as how good I look in training. And, uh, and I'm always, I, I always have to remind myself like, Hey, you are a good grappler. You are a good wrestler. You're a good MMA fighter. You don't have to, you're, you're not just a striker. And uh, I think having those losses early on in my career and fighting such stiff competition early on in my career uh, mess with my confidence a bit. So uh, I would actually hold back, I think, in fights ah. and not just pour on people for fear of getting taken down or, or fear of just not looking like I'm winning. So, uh, so I think uh, going in as often as I've gone in, it, it makes that whole experience more normal. You know, uh, like just get you like, you know, getting in the cage and fighting someone is probably the weirdest thing you can agree <laughs> to do. Like it's you normally fights happen spur of the moment. Like they usually mm. don't happen where you prepare and you say, Meet me in meet me in the playground, <laughs> you know, at least yeah. not when you're an adult. <laughs> so uh so yeah, it's a really weird experience to go through and and I think I would get a little bit of cold feet. Uh, especially after losing a handful of times on the big stage. And I talk about uh, that period you talked about where I lost to against, you know, really good people. Of course. Went on a four-fight win streak and then came back and lost another one against Andrade, also, you know, champion, really good. Uh, And it, it just messed with me because I kept hearing... Angela Hill is okay, but she's 0-3 in the UFC. And I felt like that was such a disrespectful thing to sum up my growth with. So I think it it actually I think it actually messed with me. Like you always try to say, oh well, you know, trolls or people, people online or or even like MMA, MMA journalists or whatever, like yeah. you can't you can't take that personally because they're just writing up a story or they're they're trying to, I don't know, figure out what, what you already know, what I already know. But it would still like get to me and be in the back of my head like, man, I'm only three in the UFC and I just did this amazing thing going on this run and getting a getting a belt and defending it against good competition. But I felt like uh I felt just kind of over not overlooked, but I I felt unappreciated and I yeah. felt like it was going to take so much to get out of that 0-3 hole. Well, the negative stuff means something when it's kind of validating something we secretly think, like a secret fear or a secret insecurity. Right. Or se- but when it's something that's totally nonsensical and you and then you, if you have your confidence back, you're like, no, that's ridiculous that they're saying that. I guess it all depends on what they're hitting if it's something that you secretly think might have truth to it. Yeah, well, of course, I don't like losing. And uh, before I got into the UFC, I was an undefeated Muay Thai fighter. So even even though I had like mostly amateur fights, I, was, I still had 16 fights where I'd never lost. I won my first fight before getting into the UFC. And then I got on the show and I lost on the show. So already I'm just like, man, this sucks losing. And then I couldn't tell anyone. So I, yeah. I went through that loss by myself. First loss ever uh, in my fighting career. I went through that by myself in the house. On um, the ultimate fighter you're talking about. Yeah, on the ultimate yeah. fighter, uh, tough 20. And then 
when I got out of the house, I couldn't tell anyone. So everyone would keep going, hey, what happened? What happened? I know you won. I know you won. I'm oh, like, going to have oh. to watch. And so, and so uh, they watched my episode, and it was like losing all over again. So it, it was just like a really hard way yeah. to, to have your first loss of your career. Even though I was only one and all, like I, I had had a lot of uh just fight experience and so that was that was kind of hard for me to take so even though it was an exhibition fight uh i think i think that was something that uh carried on into like that oh and three period where i'm just like man people just think i'm a loser you know like people they don't even see where i came from they don't even see my four fight win streak they don't they don't realize that i'm one of the few girls who are undefeated outside of the ufc um, but they just see me as a loser in the UFC. So, so it was a really hard period for me to just get over that. And my coaches kept telling me the right things. They would just tell me, Hey, numbers don't mean anything. All you have to do is, is string a few wins together. And like, no, one's going to remember what you did in the past. Like just keep working, keep getting better. So, but it would always kind of hinder me. And I felt like, a few of my winnable losses, uh, I, I I held back just because I wasn't. I I did have that fear in the back of my head, like, oh, what if what if I'm losing right now? And it would stop me from like taking risk and like really going after it. Well, I mean, now you're fighting Claudia uh, Gadella, and uh, and that's that's the co-main event of this fight night. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> night. You've so I mean. You, you have to be so proud of how far you come. This is a, a major opportunity with this fight with Claudia. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. And, and like, I'm oddly calm, you know? Like, usually uh, during a fight of this, I guess, caliber or whatever, I'd be having crazy heart pings, like, uh, yeah. you know, ser- serious butterflies and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm in a good place now. After after getting that streak going, I feel like it's, it's just uh, raised my confidence um and uh and yeah i feel good about it i feel like people are respecting my journey now i feel like people are are kind of looking at my close my close fights and saying man angel is actually really good as well as obviously my wins but also like the fights that i lose they they're appreciating that so uh so yeah i feel like um yeah i feel like i'm a i'm a new fighter and i feel i feel ready you know i feel like skills wise i'm not being brought in to lose i feel like it's a it's a good matchup for me at this point in my career and uh and yeah i feel like i could beat her ass <laughs> well look <laughs> i mean that's uh that's a that's a, the co-main event uh is uh saturday night you're on uh, overeem harris matt did you have something you want to ask i didn't mean to interrupt you i'm sorry no no literally that's more important than what i was well <laughs> no, this, this is the, the debatable because I remember the last time Angela was on. She's a bit of a gamer, so we talked some <laughs> video games. Any video games lately, or have you grown up on me? No, never. <laughs> never. What I got you been, set up. Uh, what, I didn't what bring it with me, but uh, what oh, have you been playing in the video games? I didn't bring it with me, but uh, I started on Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Oh, it's you been pretty you like, fun. You like what is that? The RPG? What do they call those? The role Yeah. Play? Oh, that's look how Jimmy's totally out of the combo. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> hey. I tried to turn him on to VR and video games all over the world, but it's kind of made for people in quarantine to be a yeah. video gamer because you know your, your element. Yeah. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
All right, listen, I'm so excited. This is such a huge opportunity, co-main event, yep. and uh, and Claudia is such a quality opponent. This this could yeah. be the uh, the coming out party for you here. Which listen, hey, hey, <laughs> and I'm gonna go look up more about your your history with the aliens, which are great. That's, <laughs> that's that got me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad I could give you both something fun to. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know where I even heard that. I might have heard that from Rogan. Did he tweet it, or or that, I, I I think that I, that's probably who I heard it from. Or, yeah, or from so that's him. how it got out. Um, I went on Rogan's podcast, and everyone's like, "You got to tell him about the alien thing." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna tell him about the alien thing." And then we talked for two fucking hours, and I totally forgot to <laughs> mention it. So he he finishes up, and then he's like, "Hey, that was great," and I was like. So I didn't tell you this, but <laughs> and he was so he was just so blown away. He's like, I can't believe it. Oh my god, I had no idea. That's so crazy. Well, the so, last name too. When you hear the name Hill, you're like, how did I never make? I guess it's a it's a fairly common last name. It's but pretty like, common, yeah. Yeah, but how did I not even think? Yeah, it's such an obvious connection. It was it was yeah, great hearing yeah. about it though. Great hearing about it. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys are the first to like officially ask me about it, so that's cool. <laughs> I, I'm fucking excited about it. Yeah. Uh, did, and the, by the way, the, you said before that you took the fight on this. This fight wasn't on short notice, was it, or was it? It relatively short. She was preparing for another girl, and she pulled out. But I had about five weeks to get oh, ready, so it wasn't bad. Yeah. It's not yeah. bad at all. But you said. Uh, these short notice fights that uh, it, it helps you become more of that of the type of fighter. What the fuck does that mean? I'm reading uh, the question. What does that mean exactly? Short notice fights uh, yeah. were just helping me be more in the moment and right. worry less about, uh, I guess, things that are happening outside of the fight. You know, so I'm more in there. I'm more reactive. I'm 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 explosive. I'm I'm just thinking about punching in the face and then I react. I don't have to think about it. Like, I, I feel like I get in my head a lot and uh, ah. and I kind of, I justify it by saying that I'm just smart. <laughs> I'm too smart. <laughs> yeah. So, so I overthink a lot, you know, and, and the short notice fights, they kind of take that weight off of me where I'm not overthinking. I haven't like uh, studied this person for months on end, thinking about fighting them. Like I just go, I just focus on bettering myself. And like for this camp, I didn't really watch tape. I watched a little bit of tape like uh, last week just to get my head around it. But for the most part, this camp was just focusing on, hey, how can we make your wrestling better? How can we make your grappling better? How can we make your... Uh, you know, your anti anti wrestling better in the striking department, you know, so we focused on that stuff as opposed to she does this one move. So let's work on this one counter to this one move, because I yeah. feel like when I do that, I focus too much on it and I'm looking for it the whole fight and they probably don't even throw it. So uh, so this this just makes me more reliant on my own skills and not on them fucking up. So. Uh, so, yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Angela. Good luck on Saturday. Uh, co-main Thanks, event is Claudia Gadala and uh, Overeem Harris is the uh, is the main event. It's a great, great card. We got two cards in a week, which is awesome. Angela, it's really good talking to you. You're a fun guest, and thanks, thanks for man. talking to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All Take right. care, Angela. Thank right, you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Let's get back to picks. What do you say, Jimmy? Okay. Let's get back to picks.
or Michael Jackson, uh, Michael John, Michael Johnson, and uh, Thiago Moises. Um, hmm. Michael Johnson's coming off two losses. Yeah, he's due for a win. Yeah, that's uh, with Henry Hooft. Yeah. And Henry Hooft, I'm a big fan of. Uh, listen, I'm going to say Michael Johnson second round stoppage. You know why? Why? Because I'm wacky like that. That's why, Jimmy. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Michael, uh, Michael Johnson by decision. Okay, I was going to say that. But I'm yeah. changed my no. I'm saying yeah. second round He's lost a good amount of fights, uh, but there were decisions, his losses. He did, you know, did TK on a, a couple of submissions. They're murderers, too. You know? <clears throat> I, all great fighters, you yeah. Know? Elkins and so, Gaethje. Uh, you know, I think that uh, he's due for a win. I do. Yeah, I do as well, and I do believe in that. I, I think that these guys are, a lot of them are too, you know, Jeremy Stevens, who's, a, again, a murderer, is on a rough run. But th these guys are normally don't lose that many in a row. Um oh. All right, let's get right to... Overeem Harris. Yes, Jimmy. Yes! Talk to me. Uh, you want me to go first? You can. Uh, I'm going to say... And see, I, this is where I disagree with you. Overeem is a very good ground guy. So when you're like, oh, he's more of a striker, I think he's a very good ground guy. And he's probably he's, I never said he wasn't good on the ground, but I mean, I just... I, I know, I but you said he's more of a striker, which is fine. Because yeah. he is such, he's got such a, you know, crazy resume. But he is very good on the floor. Um, listen, I'm going to say that Walt Harris, Walt Harris third round stoppage. That's what I'm saying, man. Say whatever uh, you want. Sorry, Jimmy. No, I'm kind a feisty, of. A little pent up. I think Walt Harris, because the longer it goes, again, Walt Harris has 20 fights, but Overeem is Overeem, and he's got 63 fights. And and nobody understands more, I think, about how to neutralize somebody's weapons than a guy like Overeem. I, with all those fights, there's nothing you can do that he hasn't seen. Again, Rosenstrike, Overeem is up 4 nothing. I'm going to say Walt Harris, and I'm going to say by second-round stoppage. That's what I said. You said third I know, Jimmy. Uh, let's go to the third fight. Oh, wow. Where did this corn come from? Well, no, no. Second. Angela Hill, Claudia. Oh, <laughs> my bad. I'm keeping people in suspense for the third one. I can't even believe. I didn't even realize. I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, now, listen. Claudia Gadella versus Angela Hill. Mm -hmm. I am a jujitsu person. I know. I won the title at my fist. I, I laid out some people. We know. We all know the Frank Trick story. But the point is, I am a jiu-jitsu man at heart. What does that yeah. say? It's not Kimura Kitten. You understand? So normally I'd say, all right, I like both girls. They're both tough. But Claudia has a better ground game. But you know what I do sometimes? I bet with my heart. I bet with my heart. Yeah. I do. I do. I understand. All right. I'm and saying. I feel that uh, Angela Hill, who was just on this program. Yes, she was. I think she's going to. Imagine, imagine I go, I think she's going to get strangled. No, I think she's going to. I think she's going to win by decision. I was actually going to take the same thing because um, I think, again, a lot, a lot of 
what she's going to want to do is avoid being taken down. So if somebody tells me she's going to try to stay away from Claudia, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to give uh, Angela Hill my decision as well. I think that, uh, you know, she's on her way up and she's looked great in her last three fights. Can I tell you a little um, of my um, theory on that? Oh uh, uh, yeah. My thought, it's not just, it's not just about picking up my heart, even okay. though she's a sweetheart. Uh, I'm thinking of Claudia Gadella versus Nina Ansaroff. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember thinking that Claudia would be too much for Nina. And I'm not trying to compare Nina and uh, and uh, Angela, but I did. I will compare in the sense where I thought that Nina's only shot is standing up, and if Claudia gets it down, Nina was able to get back to her feet. She was able to fight off takedowns, and I think that Angela is going to take a page out of her book. And if, even though she's not watching tape uh, or of that fight or anything, I know her her, her trainers surely must have. Must be, and uh, I think she's going to take a page out of that book, and she's going to win a decision. <laughs> Why? I said it twice. No, no, Why no. Are you laughing? No reason. Uh, you might be right. Hey, Jimmy, you're so delightful. Uh, what do you think? Decision, same thing. Yeah, held by a decision. Okay. All right. Let's get to the next one, which I hyped everybody up about, and I didn't tell them. Danny Gay, Edson Barbosa. What? What did you just say to me? So, now Edson. What did you just say to me? Is 20 and 8. He's coming off a split decision <laughs> loss to Paul Felder. And a loss to, uh, knockout, of course, to Gaethje's. Two losses in a row. It's been so long, Jimmy. Who oh. is Dan Ige fighting, Jimmy? It's been so long. And oh. I'm in quarantine. Who is Dan Ige fighting on, wait. Well, no, he's fighting uh, on Saturday. Oh, that's Saturday uh, that's night. The third fight up now. Ige, by the way, has looked incredible. Ige has been he's, he's, uh, and he's coming off of uh, on two. Who is he fighting? Say five his name. wins. What's that? Who is he fighting? He is. Saturday. Well, he fought. Uh, uh, Bektik was his last fight, and uh, Aguilar before Jimmy, that. And he, Jimmy, they were both uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, decision damn it, wins. Damn it, Jimmy! I've been in quarantine, but this is what I got to tell you, Dan Ige. He's fighting Edson. This Saturday night is he yeah. is fighting Edson. Yeah, it's on the Overeem and Harris card. Yeah, it is fight night. Yep, and uh, he's fighting. How come uh, you don't? Dan Ige is fighting Edson. What is that behind you? Why is that not blurred? I don't give a shit. Oh, okay. You don't have ADD, so you're trying to stop me. <laughs> I'm saying the inevitable. I do. I can't wait to see him fight again. Who right. you ask? Barbosa, Barbosa, Edson. Barbosa, you're only a kick away. Everybody, Barbosa, Barbosa, Edson, Barbosa. Okay, listen, Jimmy. I just, I just hope I didn't interrupt my kids' dance thing downstairs. They're on the online dance. You're gonna hear the the sound of car doors slamming as the family leaves. <laughs> they tell me they hear. We, you know, we hear you up there downstairs. Down right on can't the neighbors hear me? Yeah. I like to have a good time, Jimmy. Let's go. So, who are you taking in this fight with Danny Gavers and Edson Barbosa? Talk to me. I am going with Barbosa. Again, Ige is 13 and 2. He's very dangerous. I'm going to take Barbosa by decision. He's due for a win. Tell me about Danny Gay's last two fights. Uh, I just had them. Hold on. It was uh, Mursad uh, Bektik. It was split decision. 
and a unanimous decision over uh, Kevin Aguilar before that. Uh, but he's beaten Danny Henry, Jordan uh, Griffin, Santiago. Uh, his last loss was uh, January of 2018. So it's been two and a half years almost since his last loss, a little over two years. Um, he's just uh, fantastic. He's looked great. You know what's strange, though? I was there when uh, Edson Barboza fought uh, Paul Felder. Very close decision. Yeah. That was in Abu Dhabi, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was. Abu Dhabi, was it? I'm, I'm going to say it was. Huh. Uh, guys, check. That when he fought Paul Felder, I'm pretty sure I saw that live, dude. I'm you saying that was in Abu Yeah, no, it was. Unless I'm absolutely crazy. But you can do a fact check on that. If it is, I'm out of my mind. If it wasn't. But I'm pretty sure I was there for that live. <laughs> and if it's not, dude, I'm going to think of, please check. It I'm was gonna, 242. Where was that? Was there? Yeah, that was in uh, it was gonna be first first Poirier. I was ah, there. Okay. I was there go. for that. Damn it! Good. Okay. I knew I'm not crazy. Um, so you know that was that was a that was a very very close fight that actually could have went to Edson. You know, um, it went to Paul, which is great. You know, Paul just had a tough him and Hook's last fight was a tough decision, uh, and people say that could have went to him, but it was that close. So it's not like Edson's. You look at his thing. Oh, he's coming off a loss. It was super close, so he's looking really good lately. But I'm saying, I'm saying, Dan, uh, uh, pronounce his last name for me. Ige. Ige. Yeah, that's what I said. I think that Dan Ige is underrated, man. I mean, shit, dude, he's five and one in the UFC. I mean, and the, I just think he's a quiet guy, so he doesn't get the love, and he doesn't do crazy too much of the crazy spinning stuff where. Where Edson does, where people Edson's quiet, but they know him from his highlight sure. knockouts. I think it's Dan Ige's time, man. I think okay. it's Dan Ige's time. All right. And you know I love Edson Barboza. Sometimes I want you to go back at me, Jimmy. You never do because you're so yeah. sweet. You're my sweet little Jimmy Bird. I hope that doesn't make you feel. But weird I, I, no, I don't even. It's not even a bad take to have on it. it, it it's it's kind of hard. Uh, Ige is, is, has looked great, thirteen and two, and Barboza's coming off two losses. Um, you know, six-year age difference doesn't always mean anything, but sometimes it does. Dan Ige by decision. Okay. And I got Barbosa by decision. Okay. Um, Eric Anders, Christoph Jotko. Um, but yeah, really, really, uh, these guys are both uh, both coming off two wins. Um, identical 6-1, uh, and uh, Jotko has a two-inch reach advantage, if that matters to you. You and your fucking reach advantage. Listen... I'm taking Eric Anders, okay. I th and I think he's looking great. I agree. You know, I think he's looking great. He's a teammate of Walt Harris. You know what I mean? So they're probably both training together because they got fights so close together, and yeah. they got that good, you know, that good chemistry going on in the gym and, and world, wherever the hell they're training. Uh, I'm going Eric Anders. I'm saying Anders. You say Anders. No, I said Anders, and but uh, Walt Harris said it. It's what both. He, said? It's, well, he said Anders, Anders, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm going to say Anders now because Walter said it. <laughs> Listen, I'm saying Eric Anders. Uh, this is going to be a wild one, man. I want to say second round uh, knockout T or TKO. Yeah, he's going to take him out. Oh, he's a badass, so? man. Yeah, I do think so. Jimmy, I haven't rolled in a while, dude. My, you know how I like to keep my life balanced? Yeah. It's pretty. I'm having a good time. Bike rides, kids, the movies with the kids, tacking my wife. 
but I haven't strangled anybody or comored anybody in a good few couple months. So this is what you're looking at. A little bit of energy, yeah. I'm picking Jodko. Uh, he did have a three-fight losing streak he's coming off of. Um, oh, you made me laugh, Jimmy. Yeah. You know what to just, you know what to just ignore to make sure the show keeps going. <laughs> All right, keep going, buddy. You are picking Jocko? Yeah, because whatever it was, he's 21 and four. And he three of those fights came in a row, three of those losses. It was uh, he lost to uh, Uriah Hall, Tavares, and David Branch. Um, two of them were TKOs, too. Um, hmm. So I'm, I am going to say that uh, Jocko by decision. Very, very interesting. Okay. Song la dong. Song la dong. He's fighting Marlon Vera. I'm getting very pent up, Jimmy. I'm sorry about this. I understand. Uh, <laughs> who are you picking? And oh, man, I'll tell you, a draw. That draw with Coach Cody Stamen was kind of. I don't know if they should have went to Cody. Did you Where's see that you? fight? Uh, I don't remember it. I did see it, but I don't remember it. A rough one. Let me see here. Uh, wow, this is a, this is a good fight. At least on paper, it is. What do you think, Jimmy? I'm, I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the fence right now. Oh, what do you think of this one? I'm looking at Marlins. A couple of his last fights. Uh, let's see. I like to take a quick. Uh, yeah, he's also on a five fight win streak. Uh, uh, I'm gonna right. take Song Yudong. By uh, hold on now, Song Yudong by um, third round stoppage. Really? Yep. Um, mm, mm, I'm gonna say, wow. Got a more experience, but he's got only that one, that, that draw. He's doing good. He's 22. For your song. Man. Oh, Jimmy, this is a rough one. You know? But you know what? I like to be different. Yeah. I'm going to say... Oh, you know what? This is why I'm going to say song Ladong. Because his last fight with Cody Stamen... Cody Stamen is a... It, it, that's a, that's a even if the even if it maybe should have went to Cody should not I mean it was that close, that's tough competition. Yeah. So I think that if anything that's going to elevate him. So I hate to say it, I'm going to say the same. Uh, so I, I'm going to say Song Ladong by uh, decision. Is that what you said? Yeah. You know what? No, no third round stoppage. Okay, I'll say Song Ladong by decision. Jimmy, you know what else is interesting? That Cruz is doubling down on the criticism of Keith uh, Peterson. Keith Peterson yeah. What do you think of that? I know Keith personally. He's not a uh, – what is he – he's saying that it concerned him because uh, he smelled of alcohol and cigarettes and that he wouldn't look him in the eyes. Is that – could that be – I mean, I know this guy forever, dude. I don't think he'd smell like alcohol and cigarettes. I mean, really? No. I mean, if, I don't know if the guy smokes. I mean – Maybe he came in and talked to him before the fight. So maybe he meant before the f- I don't know what Cruz meant by that um, other than uh, – I mean, I know he meant that he smelled like alcohol and cigarettes, but I don't know. If, I mean, look, Keith Peterson, let's be honest, looks like a guy that parties. I mean, that's, with, no, I, I don't say that in any negative way. Keith Peterson looks like a guy that enjoys fucking going out, but that doesn't mean that he does. 
Um, and he said Jeremy Stevens told him, which I don't know if you should mention names, but he said Jeremy Stevens told him that he's carried Keith up to his room because he was hammered. But there's never, as far as I know, ever been any allegations of Keith Peterson. He's got a good track. He's got a, a good track record. record. Yeah, he's a great track record. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he smelled oh, booze sh- cigarette before he came into the building and drank cough medicine. I just don't know. I just don't know if it's a good. I mean, I know he's upset with him, but I don't know if it's a if it's a great look. But I know it's. I, I mean, at the end of the day, he took that knee and was in that position to yeah. put the ref in that position. So it's like you, you're putting it. I, he, I no, but I, I heard him say that he takes responsibility yeah. for for that, and that's the biggest thing. He took that. It's not like the fight was really going his way up until then, right? But it, it must be. Listen, I see his point. It must be frustrating. I see both sides. Of I course. see his point of you know. I mean, Aljo just said he saw thirteen uh, hits to the back of the head, whatever it was. Hits to the. I'm sorry, unanswered strikes, not hits to the back of the head. Uh, and then he steps in. He did go to step in before so once you make that decision it's hard to say oh no now you're getting up let me jump back out it's too late so i don't know there's that and then there's also dominic feeling you know that he put all that work in and didn't get a fair shake at it another thing i really wanted to i want to talk about really quick is do you know the kevin counseling uh test positive yeah time again again it's crazy that he tested positive again what what is the problem with can i say this though what's the problem with with the He's not like he's – he tested positive when? No, I don't have any – was it in competition, though? Like, I have no problem. I don't care if he smokes pot. I don't think it's a problem at all. But, I mean, it's just – it's messing him up. I mean, I don't care if he smokes pot. And I think it's silly that they're worried about it. But if it's in competition – But he said – I think he said he takes it for pain management, too, which is certainly – Hey, listen. I could relate, man. So I feel for the guy. I mean, listen. I wouldn't do that when I was training, uh, obviously, because – a couple of reasons. I think it mellows you out a little too much. And I think you should yeah. be a little nasty when you get in the cage. You know what I mean? It makes you a little too relaxed. But um, other guys say it helps them, you know. It, it's interesting. I, I, I feel for the guy because he's such a good fighter. And uh, I don't know, man. It's not like he's walking in there high as a kite. If he has that in the offseason to deal with meds, would they rattle him be popping pills? I mean, what do you want the guy doing? Yeah. You know? Shit. What else, Jimmy? Anything else before I, my, I let you yeah. go fly off? This was, uh, no, it was great. We got fights tonight, and we got fights on uh, on Saturday, Jimmy. So we got a lot. Monday show, we have a lot to talk about. Anything you want to plug? Can we do a proper plug for the fights, Jimmy? Yes, here's the proper plug. The new Chip Chipperson podcast is up on YouTube.com slash Chip Chipperson. And now tonight, 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 amazing night of fights. The great Anthony Smith is fighting Glover Teixeira. Uh, and, of course, Ben Rothwell, Ovens, St. Prue is the uh, co-main. And then Saturday night, Walt Harris returns from his uh, horrible uh, situation um, to fight uh, Overeem in a fight that was rescheduled, I think, twice now. And um, the co-main is Angela Hill, who we just talked to against Claudia Gadala. So great, great couple of nights of fights. I like you, Jimmy. I'm excited about it, buddy. I will most likely talk to you before Monday. Yep. You know I will. I don't even know why I say most likely. All right, buddy. Miss you already. Miss you, Jim. I miss you already. It's so, dear Jimmy. That's not very. No, I know. I say to my wife, but I do miss you, pal. I miss you too. Bye, Jimmy. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. Bye. Later, pal. 
NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.